0: Hello and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. This episode has the deepest meaning for me in this coming out series. I'll be talking about coming out to my son. Parenthood, the opportunity to fix what was wrong with our childhood until we make mistakes in our own unique way. It's an opportunity every day. To be okay with our feelings of inadequacy, if only we took advantage of that. I think a lot of the time, however, we don't know how to process those feelings of inadequacy. Instead, when our kids do something that hits a nerve with us, we shut them down. It's not easy in the moment to recognize that what they did triggered insecurities in us. After spending a lifetime learning that things didn't need to be talked about—you just needed to go to sleep to make everything okay—I wanted to change that when I became a parent. I always worked hard to be a judgment-free place for my son. Through divorce, me living as a lesbian, his homophobic dad, I encouraged open conversations about his struggles— not perfectly by any means, but I felt I could trust our bond with these new changes I was going through. Even with that, this ranks as the most challenging conversation I've ever had. It felt like a big opportunity to really mess up. When he was little, I was perfectly fine with him yelling that he hated me when I told him no. But now, it felt like he really might end up hating me. And no matter how it went, I wanted to stay open to his emotions. I knew that my transition would likely create difficulty in my son's life, beyond the relationship Between the two of us, or even him accepting me. The difficulty I'm referring to is from the outside world, people alienating him because of their judgments of me. I had already seen this play out when I came out as a lesbian. As a little boy, he was told some scary things to try to turn him against me. I feared that this would be even worse or that my transition would be used to take away my parental rights. When I came out as a lesbian, there was a chance that he could have been kicked out of school. I heard stories from other gay and lesbian couples, read the news articles. My son went to a private school at the request of his dad, one that is not supportive of the LGBTQ community. I took a chance when I came out as a lesbian and spoke with the principal. It was early in his elementary years, and I knew he was going to need the support. Luckily, the principal and his teachers supported me and supported him. Coming out as trans, I was even more scared that he would be kicked out of school. I was scared he would lose friends and that other parents wouldn't allow their kids to be friends with him. And these are my fears going into my transition. Not only was I going to have to face all the fears I had for myself, but all the fears I had about how this would affect my son. This is why it was so hard to sit at the table with my dad, After telling him, listening to his concerns for my son, and concerns that I would abandon him. The thought of starting over somewhere new was alluring, but I couldn't abandon my son. I was his emotional safety zone. I think that's what made it so scary. One afternoon, it was just the two of us at home. We were sitting together on the couch. I decided it was time to have the conversation. I knew it was going to feel like a punch in the gut. There's no gentle way to ease the pain. No matter how I approached the subject, the actual news was going to hurt. We had talked previously about what it meant to be transgender, so he had a simple understanding. I began by reminding him of how we had talked about it, about how sometimes, deep inside, boys know they are really girls, and girls know they are really boys. Then I told him that's what I am. I told him about knowing that truth when I was little, but how I had tried to live like a girl anyway. But I was still trying to teach him to love himself for who he truly is and i want him to live his life for him and not other people so that's what i had to do i had to be truthful to myself i told him that i was going to start looking like a boy and that other people were going to start calling me a different name he was sad and scared we cried What I wanted him to get from that conversation is that I wasn't going anywhere and that he could ask me any questions he had. He could tell me when he was sad or angry or scared and we would talk about it. A few weeks into my transition, my voice started to change. He had been in his dad's house and when I picked him up, he noticed the difference in my voice. He started crying. With a couple questions, I was able to understand why he was crying. He was mourning and scared, so we talked about it. He was scared because he didn't know what to expect. Even though we'd talked about it, it's hard to imagine what's really going to happen. At the time... He imagined that I was turning into a different person, and he was losing me. (laughs) On top of that, he was worried that his crying would upset me, or hurt my feelings. He has always been a sensitive soul. We just kept talking about it. I was continuing with the changes I needed to make for me, but also allowing him to adjust according to his own timetable. I didn't push pronouns, and he continued to call me mom. With the concerns I mentioned earlier about his school, I chose to take a step back from being active there. I go to group activities, sporting events, concerts, but I don't participate in parent-teacher conferences. The most interaction I've had with anyone at his school is with the people in the front office. This was a decision we made together. We knew it would create waves, not only with the school, but with his dad, if I was open there about my transition. I didn't want to put more pressure on him, more worry. The school was his place, and I wanted him to feel like he had control in that area. We also talked about what he would call me at school functions. At home and everywhere else, I am mom. At anything school-related, I am Nico. Also a decision we made together. I know he still refers to me as mom sometimes with his coaches. I've gotten a few weird looks when I showed up to take him home because they were expecting his mom. No one has said too much about it. We had a few conversations about what he would call me. He tried calling me dad once, but immediately shut down. I felt him deflate after the word came out of his mouth. I let him know he didn't need to call me that. He already had a dad, and I wasn't trying to replace him. He stuck with mom. Which was very uncomfortable for me. Out in public to this day, he calls me mom. At first, I would dip my head down as I tried to glance around to see who was looking at us. Several years in, though, I don't look around anymore. I still have a general idea of how many people are around us, but I don't look to verify. I just answer him and try to focus on him. I tell myself that kids mix up which parent they're with all the time. I don't know that that's true, but I don't care. It works for me. When it came to his friends, we talked about whether or not he wanted to tell them. I let him know that it was his decision, but I did encourage him to tell one friend. It felt like a risk for him to tell anyone from the school because the wrong person could cause a lot of trouble. He did tell his friends. All of them know now. They're a great bunch of kids. They know I am mom and use he-him pronouns. One of his best friends isn't allowed at our house, but they still allow my son at theirs. Sadly, I consider him lucky that his friend stuck around and didn't have any issue with my transition. If only their parents were that mature. One of the weirdest places for me to come out was at my son's doctor's office. All the forms are mother, father. For every relationship blank, I wrote in parent. But to this day, when I call, or even at the appointments... They ask if I am mom. And I reply, parent, yes. His doctor was supportive, which was great, but those forms. I also had to come out to his orthodontist. It took several circles around the explanation for the lady behind the desk to understand. Sometimes it feels like it would be easier if I just let people think I was a step-parent, or that I'm the dad... And the other dad they talk to is the stepparent. But I carried that kid for nine months and went through the labor pains. So I've always chosen to make people deal with their uncomfortableness while I explain the situation. I was so hard on myself in the beginning of my transition when I thought about how it would impact my son. I was told a lot when he was an infant that I was a horrible mother and selfish person. At times, choosing to transition felt like proof of those things. I pinballed between feeling like a selfish parent and knowing that living authentically would empower him to do the same. I felt a lot of pressure as a parent to bury my dreams and always put my kids' wants and needs ahead of my own. And there's something to that. After he was first born, several months went by before I ate a warm meal. By the time I got to the food, it was cold. I didn't pursue many things I wanted to, because the negatives outweighed the positives regarding their effects on his life. But choosing to not do those things didn't require me to live an inauthentic life. Once I realized I was trans, choosing to not transition would have required me to give up part of myself. I would have been telling my son he shouldn't live his life for himself, that it was more important to live according to others' expectations and ideals than to accept and love himself For who he really is. I can't speak for anyone else. But for my son, I want him to embrace himself. I don't want him to feel like he has to hide parts of himself to fit in. I would rather he finds groups he truly belongs to when he's himself. We celebrate uniqueness. Really... The only reason transitioning felt like such a bigger deal than coming out as a lesbian is because society says it is. But it's no different. It's me choosing to live authentically. It's me saying that no matter what society says, or that judgmental person over there says, I'm going to accept myself. And I think accepting myself is one of the best things I can do as a parent. It goes back to one of my earliest episodes when I made the goal for myself as a parent to teach my son to love himself for who he is. I have to love myself first before I can demonstrate that for him. And that starts with acceptance. Self-compassion. Being willing to be vulnerable. It's been five years since my son and I had that first conversation about my transition. Being open with him then just allowed our relationship to remain strong. As my physical changes happened, he learned that they didn't change who I was as his mom. Going through this transition has made me a better parent, I think. I've had to challenge perceptions of myself and deal with things from my past. And it's a constant reminder that I want my son to live his life for him. How do you support your kids? Is there something you could accept in yourself that would help you be a better teacher for your child? Reach out to us at Lead With Compassion and let us know. Tell us what you'd like to hear about. Contact info is in the show notes. Join me next Tuesday for the conclusion of this coming out mini-series. I'll see you then.